Hello listeners and welcome to Injury Time, the ISL edition with me Sandeep Menon here. And with me for this week we have two, well, very good friend of mine, uh, Mr. Chidananda and uh, Sudarshan from The Hindu. Hi guys, how are you? Hi, I'm good Sandeep, how are you? Uh, enjoying Kerala, how is Bangalore? Yeah, the weather is good here, so can't complain. And what about you, Sudarshan? How's it going? Yeah, it's good. It's nice and sunny, so I always like it. So. <laughs> okay, let's not waste too much time because uh, my editor gets angry when I do that. And let's get straight to the point. We'll talk about uh, Kerala Blasters first. Uh, they had two matches over the week. One with Jamshedpur, which they drew, and one with uh, Pune, which they lost. So, coming to you, Chidu, first. What do you make of uh, list, uh, what do you make of Kerala's season so far, and where have they gone wrong? Uh, where have they where they've gone wrong? That is a very difficult question to answer. But uh, they are just having a terrible season. And uh, actually, the game against Jamshedpur, I thought they played very well uh, offensively. Actually, they looked the best they probably had the whole season. But they didn't finish well, and they had lots of chances and. So thankfully for them, at least they scored that one goal. So, yeah, some signs of improvement, but obviously this has been a horrible season for them. And uh, David James has uh, really not been able to to inspire his players. So with all the the fan protests and other things going on, I think uh, I think the club really quickly has to do something to turn things around. Do you think there is an opportunity, Sudarshan, coming to you? Uh, any uh, of turning things around, considering how far it's already gone with the, you know, fans standing Berbatov's name at James and stuff like that, and, you know, boycotting the matches itself. Boycotting the match, I'm not sure. I think Lothar uh, Matthias was at uh, the match, I think, so in the boycotting match, but uh, I'm not very sure how far they can go, because I think they're out of the top four race now, yeah. almost, yeah. or mathematically out. No, not mathematically, but I think more or less missed the bus. Yeah, so, and considering how well the teams at the top are playing, I don't think, I think they can just uh, call the season to an end and uh, think about the next season now. So whether they want to continue with David James or, because I think a lot of uh, fan anger seems to be directed at the way they are playing. So, which is basically, I mean, translated into those bad results. So I think... They should just forget the season and uh, move on. Yes. And, and about the fan protests, so there's something very interesting actually that David Jane said after the last match. So he was saying he just can't understand the fact that fans are not turning up because the team is playing badly. And he was giving his examples of you know Luton Town and Portsmouth. And so he and he was basically saying whether your team does well or badly, you have to support them always. And and indirectly suggesting that you are not real fans. You are if you are, uh, if you if you want to come to the stadium only when your team is winning, and you, you know you have to stick with your team through thick and thin, and I sort of agree with him. Okay, so David James trying to put out the fires there, but uh, one of the teams that we focused on when they lost the match to Pune at home, who are on a good run of form, finally finding some goals. They had a you know a victory over there, and then they had another two nil victory over Goa as well later in the week. So, uh, do you think it's finally turning the corner? And uh, if so, what what are they doing differently now? Yeah. So again, Pune also just six points off the 
of the top four. So, I mean, that way, if you look at it, okay, Kerala also just eight points. So, with they have six games coming up in the in the new year now. Uh, so, if they if they keep playing like this, they will um, they will turn it around. But yeah, the one thing about Pune uh, that I did notice is that uh, I think the team do their homework about the teams they are uh, facing, and I think that is one feature of. Uh, what Pratim Reddy has done throughout, I think that was what he was doing even in PFC. He he, he was very good at scouting his opponents and uh, very good at studying them. So he was saying how uh, Pune spotted that uh, uh, Kerala had been playing Sunday Chingan at right back. So he said that was one of the main uh, plans that they had to target him. So they used uh, Ashik Kurunian to. Uh, I mean, Ashish, who ironically is from uh, Kerala, uh, Malapuram boy. So they used him to kind of target Sandeep Jingan, and yeah, and he really, really uh, gave Jingan a very tough time. So yeah, so that was good. So yeah, only Pune's third win that was. So still, you know, it's too early to speak of uh, like a dramatic turnaround. And now anyway, there is a break, so we don't know how how the team is going to start. Uh, uh, after January, so but I think it's too early to say that they have turned a corner. But uh, yeah, anyway, it was a good result uh, against Kerala. And how much and, has uh, the sorry? If if I actually remember correctly, after the BFC game, uh, Prajim Reddy, I'm not sure. I think he also spoke about uh, the number of uh, players that he had available, like yeah. very little. Correct. And uh, considering that they have a break now. Yeah. And if there are any niggles to this thing or anything to do, yeah. they can always start afresh. And it's actually good to actually get a couple of good results before that, so that you have something to build on when you actually restart. Yes, of course, Hume has come back, which has uh, ended up with, you know, now they're playing with two strikers and Marcelino in the hole. I think that has also made a big difference there. Yeah, correct. Yes, uh, now moving on to, let's say, let's talk about Delhi Dynamos uh, and their match against Mumbai. Uh, one of the things is uh, I wanted to check with you is they had two matches and they won uh, two of them before they came to Bangalore and they drew the Bangalore match one 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 again, uh, despite going down to ten men. So Mumbai has been doing really really well, but not yeah. too much has been made about them. Do you, why do you think that is? Is this the way they play their game? Yeah, I think I think that is yeah probably true, but uh, I think also. What happens is when they lost 5-0 to Goa just early in the season, a lot of people wrote them off. And uh, a team like BFC that has been consistently performing, they got all the headlines. And uh, Mumbai had lost, I think, two of their first four. And so after that, they just sort of vanished off the radar. And I mean, at least in the public consciousness, they weren't big. Northeast were playing attractive football. So, Goa score a lot of goals. They concede a lot, but they also score a lot of goals. So, they uh, want to attract attention more than uh, a team like Mumbai, which is, you know, probably is not one of the more entertaining sites, but still very solid nonetheless. And, Sebastian, you were there at the Bangalore's game with Mumbai, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, yeah, I was. So, what did you make of that performance? Very gritty. Solid way of playing. They exactly know what to do to get a result. And they don't actually get much going through the middle, actually. The thing is, 
they somehow get the ball out and pass it to the right uh, winger i think he is from uh, congo alfaro alfaro or yeah oh, congo yeah yeah and then pass it to sogo who is the forward so they have so good so yeah so they have a very predictive way of playing but those two guys are too quick so and it's it's pretty bfc found it very tough to actually shut both of them down because and i don't think the bfc backline and however good technically they might be they are not fast so if 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 there is a ball that's beyond them and if there is a one on one sprint nine times out of 10 the opponents are winning it so they have a very predictive but solid way of playing and their their backline is pretty strong and i also what i also found was that they are not a team which rotates much i think subhashish bose has played every minute this time and uh, mostly with uh, joiner as well so it's a pretty uh, solid team which doesn't which not much uh, rotated and and they they know exactly what what they need to do yes and that draw came on the back of i think a couple of away fixtures all in the space of less than a week so three games and yeah. they managed to do a yeah. good job so and, yeah yeah and uh, think the thing about mumbai is, i mean think about the isl is in general if you can get three or four good overseas players technically good overseas players in key positions it can make a lot of difference to how a team can perform i think chennai did that last year and when they won the title for the first time even before they had some very good overseas players in key positions and i think i don't even mumbai have i think bastos and machado both of them technically very good players sudu and isoko also very athletic very fast so i think because of that, that is making a lot of difference so sometimes they can carry a team even when other players around them may not be at their best yes uh, another player carrying a team is northeast united fc who came uh, who drew with bangalore fc with a last minute goal scored by chenchu an overhead kick there and then they had another draw with atk they kind of seems to be tailing off a little bit there oh northeast yes yeah i don't know about that because still see you look at the uh, look at bfc uh, every team in the league would want to uh, bfc is still unbeaten and they had they went to guwahati and they really struggled and they and it required a late goal it required like this crazy acrobatic goal from chenchu so team so northeast nearly beat bfc so you know it's not it's not an easy guwahati is not an easy place to go to uh, and this is not just logistically <laughs> i mean it in terms of uh, uh, the northeast united team as well so i think that then okay you cannot expect you know every team to uh to win every single game to be at uh, 100% all the matches but i think uh, three draws is fine you know now they have some time to to, to rejuvenate and come back so i think they're okay yeah and their their performance especially against atk they looked very fatigued they've been traveling and yeah, playing yeah, a lot yeah i think yeah. yes i'm sure yeah i'm sure fatigue must have been you know one of the issues they're playing what like i think three games in the space of eight days yeah so, when that happens obviously you you know the yeah. you end up uh, you are getting tired and i don't think this schedule has gone down too well with a lot of people like uh, like you said about mumbai i think uh, they played one game in mumbai went to delhi and then they flew to bangalore so you pretty much play three matches without with absolutely no training sessions or anything unless i mean except for the first match yeah so yeah. unlike the last year when they had matches only on thursday friday and saturday and sunday yeah. 
So this this schedule, I don't think, has benefited any any of these teams. Yeah, and and also talking about fatigue again, you know, their top scorer, and um, I think one of the I think he's the joint top scorer in the ISL as well, or maybe second Ogbeche. Yes. Yeah. So Ogbeche, I think yeah, his level with Goromina's with eight goals, he has played every minute of every Northeast game so far. So and he's 34. So when you're 34 and you're playing 90 minutes into 11 games. And and then, like 270 minutes in the space of eight days, definitely is going to have an effect. Yes. Uh, now let's talk about uh, Bangalore FC. So uh, I have a theory, and I would like because both of you have covered with me and without me as well for a long time now, uh, Bangalore FC. So um, like if you look at the few matches that they've had, they've consistently managed to get the result. but they have depended on individual brilliance like maybe a long shot from udanta or a bicycle kick from now uh, chencho so they managed to get you know players to step up at great levels but uh, are they actually playing that well especially if you look at the last match and mumbai gave them you know proper run despite being only 10 men i'm not sure because there is there has been a lot of uh, tinkering with the team uh one i think at the at the front end they have been forced to do it because miko has not been there and they are still experimenting as to uh, with chencho and then uh, him and uh, chetri moving into the center after chencho was replaced udanta is the only one who has consistently played on the right so all the other positions have now been shifted but i don't think they get much from the wings this time because there is there is some curious reason why Quadrat is actually playing Nishu and Beke on opposite flanks, even when both are available. I can understand when one is not available, you shift one, uh, make uh, Kabra play on one, one wing. But they are not getting much from the flanks. And one of the goals that they got from the flanks was, I think, Chenjo's overhead when uh, Kian Lewis actually crossed it from the from yeah from the left side. So they are playing okay. but i don't i don't think they are getting much service from the flanks actually to be fair but uh, when you look at the team they there is a belief that they are not going to lose like in the northeast game although they went down it always looked like they were going to score so the, yeah, i think that, that's one thing that i think uh, carlos has also uh, kept on saying that they have they now know how to manage the game like if they are 2-1 up uh, say with 10 minutes to go or 15 minutes to go they know they know how to get to the end or if they are drawing away like so i think they are managing the game better and yeah nikus this thing has not helped them but they are playing okay not great in the last two two three games but they got the results yes now uh, moving on to well the biggest news that indian football has now which is the afc cup probables list has been released uh, both of you any surprises there Beke, Beke, yeah, the obvious surprise, obvious surprise, shocking actually that uh, he's been omitted. Yeah, and what I find hard to believe is that forget the final 15 or the, what I think the final 23, sorry, forget the final 23, he has not even made it to 34 probables, and that I find a little hard to understand, a little baffling actually, uh, Constantine's reasoning because you look at the number of left uh, options he's chosen at left back, you know, Lal Roathara. Jerry Lalrinwala, Nishu Kumar, Narayan Das, Subhashish Das, Subhashish Das can also play at left back. So you have one, two, three, four, five. You have like almost five players who can play at left back. And except for Pritam Kotal, 
you don't have any players who are used to playing at the right back position so why would you not choose rahul beke unless there is some other reason outside of what we know i, I really don't understand and and pritam kotal again i watched him in the match against jordan he really didn't convince me uh, in that position so neither did you know anas and salam nandan singh in the center so i have no idea why he would not take someone like rahul beke who 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 at least if you go by form in the last you know three or four matches he has been probably the most in form right back in the country so yeah it's just beyond me why you can choose so many youngsters but you can you, you look beyond beke yes yeah, so very very versatile right defender also yeah yeah in form right back without playing at right back so yeah <laughs> exactly so i uh, we were just talking before that and that is a good point i think that probably one one reason that you know you're just speculating here but one reason could be that ak has not played at right back all the time he can play there but he is played at the center he has been made to play on the left here at bfc so he is not maybe maybe playing 90 minutes every game at right back so possibly that could be one of the reasons but there is no explanation still for you know leaving him out of the 34 34 yes uh, only one i league player has made the rank which is saram ranjan singh but uh, five from kerala blasters have made it including sahal samad who yeah. is the maiden call up for him at least in the probables 11 so uh, yeah. considering the team is not doing well how uh, smart do you think that part is i mean we don't know how many of them will eventually get selected but still but yeah that's always like maybe the manager sees something in the player that can actually fit in with his system so uh we are not exactly sure as to if their if the team's performance at the club level should necessarily dictate because that doesn't seem to be because if that is that's the case then beke should have been there so maybe constantine has a plan and he's just choosing players to fit the system so that might be the only obvious reason and uh, another thing that i wanted to ask was because the last time when the indian team was selected for jordan i think there was some uh, chatter that suseraj was not selected in the indian team or hmm. the national so has his form tailed off since then because i have not been watching that much of uh, he is injured is injured okay yeah but he was in good form until he got injured but uh, yeah so is that a long term injury or no i think he should be back by another two weeks i think he's already back in training i saw some pictures oh, okay yes uh, which leads me to the last segment which is a twitter question which is uh, very similar to what we already discussed which is the take on our probables and the second part of the question is is constantine fit to continue as coach after the asia cup mm, based on results i think he should so okay. considering what they have done in the last two years on paper at least what uh, I'm not sure because AFF has been saying that he has a contract till 2019 Asia Cup and uh, we deserve to honor that. So on paper results, yes, but it also depends on the players' feedback. So I don't know exactly what what what's going on there. Um, we have had a few reports saying uh, there is some unrest in the camp between the captain and the coach. So maybe that might also weigh in. Yeah, that that Mumbai press conference was actually pretty. curious i think he was speaking in riddles like there was a point and you could actually if you take out parts of it and read it in isolation you can actually make your own conc- i mean draw your own conclusions but there was a time when he said yes we need to look at uh, a future beyond chetri so which it's a no brainer but at the same time when chetri was playing so well 
if you say something like that, it might be considered in an entirely different way. And he also praised Chetri in the same press conference. So I think he was speaking in riddles there. Nobody is clear as to what's going on. So maybe after the Asia Cup, we might have something. Yeah, to add to the so just about the national team discussion, I was just thinking that okay, this is still the problem. But then I'm looking at the options for India. If you want to talk beyond Chetri, and uh, you know you you. So, he plays along with JJ, and if you look at that afterwards, what you know, you have Balwan Singh, Manveer Singh, maybe Sumit Basi, Farooq Chaudhary. Yeah, Farooq Chaudhary. How good they are, uh, how experienced they are. Uh, really, you know, it uh, leaves us wondering what the state of the team is going to be the day Chetri decides to to retire, and who can who can handle the burden that he's been shouldering all these years. That is a very interesting question, which uh, leads us to the next question. Uh, the first one was from Brian D'Souza. The second one is from Ashwin. And he says, uh, because he follows me and I tweet a lot about what Udanta is, who I personally feel is going to be the next breakout star. So uh, he asked me what is the fascination about it. And I'll just give you a small uh, this thing before you can you guys can chip in. I think Jidu uh, and I, we've had this discussion before also. Which is this year? We always his problem was last year he had eleven, seven assists and one goal. This year he's already updated to three goals and one assist, of which the assist and two goals were actually game-winning ones. So he's been very, you know, impactful in that sense. And I think considering the kind of player that he's becoming, who's shouldering responsibility, he's going to be a big star. And Chidu, uh, coming to you. The time when we spoke about him, you specifically touched on the fact that speed is something that cannot be taught, and he has that in abundance. Yeah, you know, from the very early days, uh, I think uh, when Ashley Westwood was here at PFC, they saw what Udanta had, and they realized he needed to learn uh, how to play against physical defenses. So they sent him to the UK to spend some time there, and they said that was one of the things he worked on. He came back a better player. And also what is interesting is this year, we spoke about the goals he scored in the ISL. But also want to talk about the kind of goals he has scored. You know, he scored a header uh, in yeah. Mumbai, I think. And then in the, the game before that against Delhi, it was a very, yeah, very good move. Like I think big two players, cut okay. him from the right and then a superb thunderous shot. So he's been, he's been scoring all, I mean, different types of goals. So it shows that he's now a good all-round player. Yeah, and also, uh, unlike last year when he used to actually dart past people, but his last final ball was always suspect. Because there used to be instances when Chetri would actually uh, prod him to put the ball somewhere. So after he, and this time he has been better with that decision making. But the, the match against Mumbai was pretty interesting because, except for the first goal that he scored, almost from a center forward position, on the right side he was basically. Subhashi so, so actually didn't, him, didn't let him do much. So, I mean, going forward, those are the kind of tests that he will face more. And how he deals with them actually will tell you more about how how much he has improved. He has, he has certainly improved, but he, he he's sure to get more such tests going forward. Yes. Uh, so, that's about it from this episode of Injury Time here. Uh, I'd like to thank both my guests, Sudarshan and Chidu. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, pleasure. Yes, you can catch us on all platforms. You follow us on Twitter at, at Injury Time IND, and we'll hope to see you again next week.